Ophir HaKohen is the shlicha, the emissary, for the Jewish agency here in greater Kansas City. Ophir was born in Israel and grew up in Tel Aviv. She is no stranger to shlichut, to this emissary work, as she lived for two years in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places, when her parents served in that community. And she previously served as a shlicha in the summer of 2011 as a Jewish agency summer camp counselor in Indianapolis, Indiana. Prior to coming to Kansas City, Ophir served as an education and makam, that is, Center for Advancement of Special Populations officer in the Israeli army. Ophir is a theater major and has directed several plays. She is the granddaughter of Eliezer, a former soldier in the Palmach, which was a, an elite unit of the Haganah, um, which was an underground army prior to the foundation of the State of Israel, and a granddaughter of Aryeh, Zichrono Livracha, a Holocaust survivor and one of Israel's first Air Force pilots. She enjoys bringing Israel to the community of Greater Kansas City and empowering people to seek and discover modern Israel and to strengthen all of our Jewish identities together. We'd like to welcome Ophir. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. Um, I'd like to begin with thanking Rabbi Reese and Rabbi Levin for inviting me to speak here. All the generations before me donated me bit by bit so I might be erected here in Jerusalem all at once, like a house of prayer or a foundation for charity. It binds. My name is my donor's name. It binds. I must change my life and my death day by day, and so fulfill all the prophecies they prophesied about me. So they do not become a lie. It binds. This excerpt is taken from the poem, My Name is My Donor's Name. Um, it was written by an Israeli-renowned poet, uh, Yuda Michai, if anybody is familiar with the name. And I've been a great fan of Michai's work for several years. Um, I believe that he catches a certain human truth and not just Israeli existence, universal as well. I was asked to speak tonight about living in Israel as a young woman, to give perspective about why I choose to live in Israel every day, why I chose to move to Jerusalem after finishing my shlichut, my year here, and what I've learned from being here. And I thought to start with the poem because I think it reflects my inner truth in a very beautiful way. When Amichai writes, all the generations before me donated me bit by bit, I feel that he's talking about me, that he's telling my story. I'm a sixth generation on my father's side in Israel. My great-grandfather's father, Rabbi Michel Hakohen, came to Israel from Lithuania in early 1840s. So it's over 100 years before Israel was even established. He came to Jerusalem and he found the Jewish quarter to be very poor, 
hardly surviving. Um, its residents were living off of donations. Rabbi Michel um, didn't settle for the harsh reality that he had around him. He returned to Europe to study the art of press, and he returned to Jerusalem to open the second print, uh, the second Hebrew newspaper, and we're talking about early 1860s. After publishing several newspapers, Rabbi Michel joined forces with six of his peers in Jerusalem, and they bought land that was to become Nachalat Shiva, which is literally known as Land of Seven, and it's the third neighborhood in Jerusalem outside the city walls. You see, Israelis have always been, um, and always will be, I think, creative entrepreneurs. It's something I think it defines Israeli character, and who has ever been to Israel or encountered Israelis can say. Um, think about where we live, what we've had to endure ever since the first, the first major move to Israel, the first Aliyah in um, the late 19th century. Hostile neighbors, swamps, diseases, constant war, no natural resources. My great-grandfather did not have a choice. It was either reinvent yourself, improve your surroundings by thinking outside the box, or ceasing to exist. It was that simple. It was relevant in 1840, and it's still relevant today. Being an Israeli, to me, means you always have to be creative. You have to plan ahead while living for today, because we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's been relevant for 65 years, and it's still, unfortunately, relevant today. And we also have to take a look at the bigger picture and pay close attention to detail. And that's helped me greatly with especially events in this community. Rabbi Michel's great-grandson, my grandfather, Eliezer Cohen, served in the Palmach, which was the elite underground unit before the IDF was established. Together with my grandmother, Nechama, they formed a kibbutz on the northern Gaza border, Kibbutz Erez, if anybody's around in uh, that area in Israel and wants to go visit, let me know. And they founded the kibbutz in 1949. My aunt was the, force, the first baby to be born on that kibbutz, and her name is Arza, accordingly. My grandparents on my mother's side are both Holocaust survivors, um, Arye and Zmira. Um, Arye, my grandfather, survived the war by escaping to Russia, and then became one of the first Israeli pilots. Both sets of my grandparents fought for a Jewish state and for a homeland. One side of my family survived the darkest period of time in Jewish history. The other side was born in Israel and never thought twice about picking up a gun and fighting because that was the reality and that's what needed to be done. This is my story. This is my history. These are my roots. This is where I come from. My name is my donor's name. It binds. It does bind. Who am I to ignore my heritage and my past? My family has fought in many ways to build Israel and to protect it. And my job, wherever I go, whether it's here or other places, to, is to continue their work. Um, there's a famous Israeli saying by Igal Alon, who was a former IDF chief of staff, and he said, um, a nation that does not remember its past 
has a poor present and its future remains unknown. Every Israeli is either an immigrant or came from an immigrant family. It's very similar, I think, to the US in that way. Whether it's from Europe, India, Northeast Africa, or America, Israel is a country of immigrants. We must all remember where we came from and what we had to endure before Israel became a known fact 65 years ago. And it's also a safe haven to this day for Jews all throughout the world. However, Israel is not only a safe haven, it's not only a place to go in times of despair. It's a living and it's a breathing reality for eight million citizens in Israel every day. And life in Israel is complicated. It's not always easy for those of you who have been or heard or read. In the fall, I will start my first year in college at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem. Um, due to my army service, which was a bit longer, a bit extended for three years, and my shlichut, I'm starting school a bit late. Uh, if my mom was American, I don't know that she'd allow for me to take all this time. Um, and I'm starting school at the age of 23. Now, as a native Tel Avivian, someone who was born in Tel Aviv, it's not an obvious choice to make to move to Jerusalem. So think a bit of a native New Yorker moving to Kansas City, something like that. Jerusalem is a beautiful city. It's a breathtaking city. It's been the heart of three religions for thousands of years. There's no doubt about that. And to this day, it isn't peaceful. It's becoming intensely overpopulated with different societies, different ethnic groups. And the characteristics of the city have changed accordingly. Housing is expensive, life is expensive in Israel, and especially in Jerusalem, especially for students. In a recent survey, there's been a negative um, immigration from Jerusalem. Um, I read that about a third of students who finish different colleges in Jerusalem choose to relocate due to work, social life, etc. And life in the holy city is not easy. Then again, being an Israeli, it's not easy and it's not comfortable. People ask me what I've learned here throughout my year. I think that um, amongst many, many eye-opening experiences that I've been lucky to have, I've been given the opportunity to, have, to gain some perspective. Being able to take a step back and reflect to see Israel through other people's eyes has been very interesting and it's been very thought-provoking. For example, learning that we have eight, now seven, um, young adults from this community who chose to make an, uh, a life-changing decision and move to Israel and become soldiers in the IDF. Having school kids write letters to IDF soldiers who they've never met and thanking them for protecting the Jewish people. Witnessing an Israel independence celebration in Manhattan, Kansas. Very interesting, it is, it's very interesting. There's a Jewish community synagogue, there's no rabbi. Meeting people who read the media and are outraged every single day about discrimination against Israel that's happening. It's not an obvious experience. Um, I've been privileged to learn so much about Jewish life in this community. I've learned that just because I was born Jewish and was born in Israel, it doesn't let me off the hook. 
not to take Israel for granted like I did. I have a much better understand, understanding now than I did a few months ago about why Israel is home not only to its 8 million citizens, but it's a physical and spiritual home to Jews all around the world, and why it's so important to keep those connections and relationships alive, even when it's difficult, even when we have complicated feelings. I've learned over the past few months that Judaism and Israeliness are not two separate things. And I think in a way that I'm not the only Israeli who feels that way. Um, a lot of Israelis are looking for more ways to become Jewish and not necessarily observant. You can find evidence for this all throughout Israel, from Knesset members that were just appointed to secular yeshivas. You can find evidence everywhere. After having all of these experiences, I feel that I have to go back to Israel and tap into society and start changing things and from a different perspective that I've been so lucky to have. And it, people ask me, why are you going back? Especially after you've seen everything in the US. Because Israel is my home, it's not a question. And because I wanna join my friends and my peers around Israel and start making those changes that we need to see happening now, before it's too late. I believe that Israel is at a crucial state in its existence. We've built a true wonder of a state in 65 years and a homeland that we should all be proud to call our home. Israel is a leading country and it is made and still makes uh, significant contributions to the world. After accomplishing Zionism in its original intention, we are looking at a point in time where we have to decide what, what kind of country we want to see. How do we want Israel to look? How do we remain a Jewish and a democratic state? It's not an easy question. How do we achieve true peace with our neighbors and within our borders? We are on a long journey and we are yet to see its end. My experiences here as a shlicha in Kansas City have taught me to keep my mind and my heart open. But one thing I do know is that being a shlicha has made me want to keep fighting for a better and safer Israel. And I encourage you to do the same, keep supporting Israel. Thank you and Shabbat Shalom.